Here's what's coming up on today's show. Nothing has been hands-on and nothing's been printed out or shown to them to make them feel confident that this is the right guy or gal for the for the long haul um, for retirement. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Hello, welcome in to Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George with Mike Coynan. He is the founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. They have offices in Woodbury, Minnesota and Hudson, Wisconsin. And today, Mike, we're talking about navigating that transition to a new financial advisor. And I'm sure you bring on people uh, all the time that have worked with an advisor previously. Um, Is that usually the case or do people come to you normally having never worked with an advisor? Yeah, so most of our clients have come from uh, have an advisor. A lot of them have these employer plans, but a lot of times, yeah, that's why they're coming to us. They just there's been a disconnect, and I think they've, you know, so, you know, they say sometimes you don't see the forest when you're so cl- you know close to the the trees that mm-hmm. you can't. You have to have a, a second set of eyes to try to kind of open you up to uh, seeing is what you're in or what who you're working with the best fit for you in this new phase of life which is retirement or close to retirement so we're going to talk a little bit more today about this and kind of what someone might expect from their advisor when to kind of know that it's maybe time to change and then also kind of take you through that process a little bit and, and what it's like to, to to work with a new advisor and i think mike is so important in this topic because I know we feel probably a lot of people kind of feel stuck, right? You kind of make that choice and you're working with an advisor and you kind of feel like, okay, this is kind of who I'm working with, but ultimately it's your money and you're, and you're free to make those changes and, and, and mm-hmm. work with someone else if you need to. Right. I tell that to people all the time. And I said, remember that, um, you know, you're working with this advisor, whether it's, you know, a year or whether it's, you know, 15, 20 years, you might have a longer relationship. Um, some people feel like they're, the advisors treat them different. Like, the money they have invested with the advisors, the advisors treating that like their own money and they can't make any decisions without them. And I said, nobody's gonna care about your money more than you will. And remember, this is your money, not theirs. You will you will find the best place for your money and you will decide what is best for it, not the advisor. All right, so as we go through this today, remember you can always log on principalpreservationservices.com, learn more about what Mike and his team do, how they help their clients. You can always schedule your complimentary retirement review today if you'd like to. We'll talk more about that before we close out today's show. But let's start first then, Mike, for uh, talking through some of the reasons why someone might not want to work with their advisor and maybe want to look elsewhere. What are some of the common reasons why you find people are looking to change? Yeah, there's a there's a whole gamut of reasons. You know, one what might be, you know, I don't talk to my advisor. He doesn't you know, I call him. He never calls me. I, we don't. I haven't met him for a couple of years. So that um, find out their investments are poor. You know, poorly performing investments. Not making enough money. Losing money. Um, the type of investments they have. Maybe they just found out. They're informed through some education uh, that maybe you know their investments are high commission investments upfront loaded investments and they're not, you know, they sometimes they found out their advisor's not a fiduciary. They're just a broker dealer advisor on that kind of transactional based plan. The other one is planning. People are like, you know, I've been working with an advisor for, you know, 15, 20, 25 years. We never did a plan together. We just talk about, you know, the investments I am and I don't know when I can retire. I don't know when should I take social security and 
you know, when's the best time to do it? When should I take money out of my accounts? Which accounts do I take the money out? What's my tax brackets? How do I maximize tax brackets? How do I maximize Roth conversions? All this goes into a lot of reasons why people are like, I just feel like I'm just, I'm just a number to them. And um, nothing has been hands-on and nothing's been printed out or shown to them to make them feel confident that this is the right guy or gal for the, for the long haul um, for retirement. Well, I'm sure the question comes up for people that are thinking, okay, well, maybe I have a few reasons that justify me wanting to move and look around. The next question that probably comes up is, what are the consequences of me actually moving? So for someone that does decide they want to go to a new advisor, Mike, is there any financial or, I guess, legal implications to making the switch? And and can it have an actual impact on your current portfolio and the strategy that you're currently working with? Yeah, typically we don't see any you know legal uh, ramifications. I don't. That's a, a pretty rare occasion. But when we're dealing with the cost, you know, to to switch a plan, if you're in an IRA, just remember your tax classifications always stay the same upon transfer. So if you have an uh, an IRA, traditional IRA, it just transfers to a traditional IRA, no tax consequences. If you have a Roth, it goes to the Roth. Now, here's the, the big thing. If you have one of these individual or joint accounts, non-qualified account, if there's gains in that, if you get out of those funds, that could be the, the tax consequence. Um, so let's just say you have some mutual funds uh, or some stock. You know, just say you have $200,000 of, of stock in this joint account with you and your, your spouse, and your cost basis is... 150,000 means that's what you invested into that stock. So you have 50,000 to gain. And if you find that maybe these investments weren't appropriate for you, even though you have some gain, you're like, I don't know if I, if I want to get out of those. Well, if you did get out of those, that $50,000 would be either short-term or long-term gains, depending on how long you've had it. And um, so again, we always talk through that. Does that make sense to do it? What we're finding out is a lot of the people who have these joint or single accounts because of what happened last year in the market, there's not a lot of big gains um, in these accounts. And it might be a great opportunity to get out of these without any huge tax implications. But the key is IRA to IRA is good. Roth to Roth is good. The implication of non-qualified could be a tax implication. And some of these broker dealers will charge a, a closing account fee. Um, that's not us. That's them. Um, sometimes if you have these funds and especially if you do a trade through these companies, you know, like the broker dealers of the world, sometimes they'll charge you a 25 to $35 trade fee per, per fund. And so we try to avoid that as fiduciaries by just transferring those funds over to us. And then we do the trades, we don't get commissions. So it saves you a bunch of money. So, um, there are ways to, to get around a lot of those, those costs. We're talking about navigating that transition to a new financial advisor. It's not easy. It's something you're going to think about probably quite a bit and evaluate. So let's help somebody do that, Mike. If they are working with somebody currently and they want to kind of determine, okay, let me truly evaluate how they're doing for me. What are some ind indicators or, or maybe metrics someone can use to, to do that? Yeah, I think, first of all, looking at the investment portfolio that you have and what you've had. So there's a couple things that I've I point out right away is like, okay, what has been done to, to modify your portfolio over the last year and a half, two years, you know, since the feds have been raising interest rates and, you know, we see a lot of people coming over with a 50, 50 portfolio, 50% equities, 50 bonds or 60, 40 or something like that. 
it's like you've been riding these this bond market out, and the Fed's been raising rates, and they just raised them again here a couple of weeks ago, week and a half ago. Now every time they raise rates, you know, bond values go down, <laughs> and so I'm like, why are you holding so much in bonds? I'm like, I don't know. I, first of all, I thought my bonds were safe, or I could I couldn't really lose, or sometimes they said I thought I could lose at the most maybe a couple percent in a in a bad market. But I'm like, now these bonds are down double digits. A lot of these bonds are, so that's a good indicator. Are you just in this buy and hold fund? Is anything being done specifically for you? Are you just one of these kind of the same funds that? The Joe Blow comes off the street. We call it up here in the Midwest. He comes off the street, and you just buy some, you know, the the local shop, brokered shop, and you get these investments. They're going to put majority people in the same kind of plan. And so that's the key: is you want to make sure that your something's being done. And when the economy changes, you shouldn't be holding on t- uh, to those bonds the last couple of years, in my opinion, um, because as the Feds have been raising rates, like I stated. So that's a good indicator. The risk is another one too, Ben, because when we do that whole risk analysis and they said, I'm moderate or I'm moderately conservative or I'm you know, somewhere in between and your investments are all aggressive, it's like, what are they doing? And even if they tell them I want to be here and they're still investing differently for you, they're not, they're not listening to you. And so um, those are big, big changes. And again, the whole planning piece, what have they done to show you that you can retire and when you can retire and what's your cash flow situation going to be? And even in the future, projecting what inflation would be, how much money are you expected to leave behind your, you know, as an inheritance behind? So a lot of those are just some of the key reasons why uh, you can evaluate your advisor. Are they doing their job or not? And so... I'll bring up the A funds again. We see a lot of A fund mutual funds with, with certain kind of broker dealers out there and these American funds, A funds. And most of these A fund mutual funds have a load fee up front of you know, 5 to 5.75. Now there's break points, they call it. The more you invest, you get a little bit of a discount. But that's typically the fees, 5 to 5.75 in fees plus trailers. You know, they get a trailer commission. So a lot of times they're just putting a bunch of their clients into that to get these trailer commissions so they don't have to really do anything. And they're most likely not going to give you the advice. And my experience seeing people having these eight funds, they haven't been giving the um, the advice to get out of those eight funds. They've just been holding them for a long time, most likely because of the financial benefit of getting monthly commissions, trailer commissions, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that we don't do here. Okay. So that's some things you can evaluate ahead of time. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you start looking for someone then, Mike, down to the next step here, what maybe qualifications, because there's a lot of acronyms out there, right, that that are associated with with financial professionals. So maybe what credentials are you looking for? What qualifications um, is it about? And is it more about finding an advisor who is the right fit or avoiding those red flags that you, you might be aware of? Yeah, I would ask what is, first of all, the advisor's philosophy of investing, who is, you know, um, what's their age range of the the clients that they work with. Um, What we're finding is most advisors will just work with anybody 20 to, you know, 20 to 80, you know, and they just said, that's just, we work, we have a big blend of everybody in each age category where 95% of our clients are 58 and older. You know, I think 65 and older is probably still, a good 
90 plus percentile. So that's our, that's our niche working with them. I don't get caught up in the titles, Ben, because I've seen uh, people who have a CFP, Certified Financial Planner designation, and I saw a lot of com- high commission investments out there. So just because they have a CFP designation doesn't mean they have a lot of clients or a lot of experience. They just have a, a good title and they, they went to some you know some schooling. And we've all worked known people who have had a lot of you know education. I'm not against education, but people who have a lot of education that maybe aren't the best in their field, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll just put it that way because I think it's about experience and philosophy. And you know, obviously, you want to work with somebody who doesn't have a lot of complaints. So I always say, check my Better Business Bureau. Um, you also get to look at my my Google my my Google writing. There's um, we have high scoring there. We have high, not one complaint in the history of the firm here as well. But also we we help about 600 families right now in western Wisconsin and eastern Minnesota suburbs. So uh, we work with a lot of people. I know there's a lot a lot of people would would salivate with with the client base that we have, and um, which I think and we have a high retention rate. That's another question to ask is, you know, we don't lose a lot of clients at all. And a lot of times it just happens to be when they're moving out of state (laughs) or unfortunately we lose somebody and they pass. And somebody moves out of state, yeah, they want to work with somebody who's local typically. You know, even though we have a lot of people who move out of state, they still want to work with us through phone calls and Zoom. So I think it's not necessarily getting back to that question and repeating myself. The designations aren't as important as it is the philosophy and how they handle the planning. Now, one last thing I'll add to that is we are investment advisor representatives here. So we have a Series 65 licensure, which is the only license that's giving you the um, license to give advice, where there's other licenses you can get that are on the broker-dealer side that they might have the same license, but they're utilizing other licenses as well. Uh, for commissions and we don't carry those other licenses specifically not to charge commissions so it gets a little complicated there but there's a video i'll, I'll play you know the clients here in the office and they talk about how 95 percent of most advisors out there are not true fiduciaries because um, they're either broker dealers or they're duly licensed and we're not duly licensed here how do you even go about searching for an advisor mike so i just feel like it'd be overwhelming for someone like do you just google hey financial advisors near me or you know is it it about asking friends and family who they work with like what's the best way to go about actually narrowing down that list of potential advisors yeah um now there's you can also you know you could google search of course and obviously there's paid searches you'll see the ones that say sponsored in that light gray that they're paying to be at the top of the list there but then if you do that search and find somebody who is rated decent to uh then you can go to FINRA Broker Check, and you can find out what is um, any complaints about them, and so you can get some more detailed about that. And I think it's, it's always good to interview and just sometimes get a call. We actually, you know, we had a client that was going to come on board. They canceled because they said, "Oh, we didn't like your your rating." Well, they were looking not at my rating; they were looking at when we called them. They're looking at principal. You know, I'm not knocking down principal. They're looking at the principal financial broker. I'm mm-hmm. not them. I'm not yeah. principal financial broker. And they had a low, lot lower rating than, than I did. And they assumed we, we were one and the same. I go, we're not. <laughs> we are not them. 
I am Principal Preservation Services, Principal Well Services. I am not Principal Financial. And so they are looking at their rating and not ours. So, you know, that's that happens. And and after, you know, I explained it, they were like, okay, I guess I'm just confused. I don't want to make any decision anyways now. But it's tough to find the right one. And it's hard to find out, you know, without taking a lot of time. And people, one thing that we don't have a lot of is, you know, commodity is time for a lot of people. And they don't want to put that, you know, do the four to five interview process with different advisors. We find a lot of people just don't want to go through that process. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, let's uh, finish off then with the actual transition itself and making the switch. So what's that process look like when you actually decide, okay, I'm going to work with Principal Preservation Services? Kind of what are those steps that you have to take at that point? Yeah, once somebody decides, you know what, we want to work with you, do we have to, first of all, they said, do I have to call my advisor? I said, absolutely not, unless you want to. I kind of frowned upon it because, again, they have sales training practices, how to retain clients. So they're going to use their financial jargon and almost kind of feel that pressure um, that you're making and put that doubt in your mind you're making the wrong decision again. So you can, and some people do, and they have a good way to do it, or maybe the best way to do it is just to send an email. But I've actually had clients come to me and say that my advisor called me back and yelled at me. Hmm. And I was like, again, there's another indicator that you're working with the wrong advisor so you don't have to we handle the process so we we do all the transfers um we handle that all so typically if you already have an ira goes to new ira it goes to the you know to the corporate office it doesn't go to the advisor and usually the advisor never gets any of that transfer paperwork it goes to the you know the company that's holding the money whether it's charles schwab or td meritrade or you know, Edward Jones or Wells Fargo corporate, not to the advisor. And they have to send the money out, okay, when they get these forms. And we have to open up the account. So we have a account opening process where we open up IRAs and and or Roths and whatever accounts you guys have. And so they have a, a nice place for the money to go into that's not going to be a tax consequence. The whole process takes about um, after the applications are opened, and we fill out the transfer forms, we send those out. It usually takes about 10 business days for those funds to come on over on average. And depending what the, the plan is for each household, it, it might take another couple of weeks to finish You know, the moving of the money to the right place. The whole process might take about a month um, from beginning to end. But it's seamless, it shouldn't, it shouldn't cost you anything out of pocket. There shouldn't be any tax consequences as long as we did our job and we, we make sure we're navigating that, uh, the taxes appropriately. And unless there was something that we definitely planned on doing and then we knew that there was going to be uh, a, a taxable hit. But we don't do anything without the knowledge of that first. Awesome. Well, very good kind of walk through that transitional process. And I know, Mike, I point everybody to your website every week, and it's principalpreservationservices.com. But they'll see right there on the front you can schedule your complimentary retirement review now. So anybody, I guess, is thinking about making a switch or wants to learn more about how you could help them, they might start right there. It's probably the best place to start. So when they do, Mike, what can they expect from that complimentary review? Yeah, it's just a get-to-know-you meeting. It's um, we want to ask questions. You know, are you working? Where did you work? You know, and you know what's your you know what do you spend your money on? We want to get exact expenses. We want to find out all the details. If you have a house mortgage, when will that be paid off? What's your, all your asset situation? Um, what's your retirement 
lifestyle want to be? You know, do you plan on traveling, which we talked about a little bit. So we want to get all that detail. That's going to be an hour and a half type meeting, kind of get to know you, discovery meeting. And then we just let you know this is a no stress, you know, no obligation to move forward, you know, process. And we're not charging anything for these meetings. We'll do an analysis meeting, the next meeting to show you how you're approaching retirement. We'll do another meeting. We'll finally give recommendations. And then that next meeting after that, if you want to move forward, we'll move forward with that process. If you don't, nice meeting you. And we we hope, you know, wish you you the best in your uh, retirement planning. Very good. Again, you can log on right now, principalpreservationservices.com. You can also hop on the website, learn more about the different services Mike offers. Again, our podcast will help you with that, plus the Retirement Reality On Demand videos. We're going to give you a little more insight into Mike's strategy and Mike's approach with planning as well. But if you want to call directly, you can also do that at 855-987-8888. Well, very good conversation, Mike. I know this is an important relationship for most people in their lives, one of the most important they'll have to help them get into Mm -hmm. retirement and through retirement. So we appreciate your insight today, and uh, we'll look to do it again soon. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.